we, uh, you've, I think you've seen a ton since we last did a podcast, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had as good of uh, an October as, a uh, November as an, the October, but I'm trying to pick it up since then. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot in the theaters. That's where I've done well. I've seen uh, nice. a couple gems. I've seen, uh, I saw The Irishman. Oh uh, yes, much earlier than I thought I would. Um, it just came to the landmark theater, which is like right by me. Um, it came early, um, earlier than most places. I think it was it was the only place in Chicago you could see it, and I'm not sure how it was other places, but in Chicago that was the only place. And then it was, you know, it then it's the Netflix release. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's coming out in theaters by you. Yeah, I don't Netflix think it was, release, but maybe just not as early. Yeah, I, it surprised me when you told me you were seeing it because I didn't even know it was you could see it anywhere yet. It, yeah, it's the same. I didn't know either. Yeah, and and I was just looking at the landmark uh, showtimes as I would out of habit, just wondering what's going on over there. And I saw the Irishman. It was like that day it was open. I was like, what? <laughs> Dang, yeah. And then my brother comes home, and I I want to ask him about seeing the Irishman, and he's like. I just saw the Irishman. You already <laughs> like, saw it? Oh hey, I already seen it. I'm like, what happened? And uh, <laughs> so I see it like a few days later. Um, and that, yeah, and the Irishman is, uh, the Irishman is great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> As expected. Yes, the Irishman is great. Uh, it is, uh, I've, I have watched a lot of Scorsese in my day. And in, in my opinion, this is like in the top five of Scorsese for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um three hours and thirty minutes. Uh yeah, it's a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of CGID aging that throws you off at first, but it really doesn't it, it doesn't affect yeah. it's it it does. It's strange at first because you're like, What why does this look so clean and perfect? Yeah. You know? I it comes from knowing how the guys actually look, I guess. Yeah, right. You know, right. Because it's Cause like on so, De Niro and and Pacino, yep. like they have like the and, de-aging. Yeah, and... yeah, and they're all, you know, scruffy looking in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real, they're all like 80. Who's um, scruffy looking? Who's scruffy and, looking, yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie, uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, it, it's not one of the, it's it's not one of like the easier Scorsese movies to watch. I'd say it won't appeal to hmm. uh, everyone and and have such a mass appeal as say a film like the Wolf of Wall Street did where it was just, you know, top notch entertainment for everyone. I'd say this one um, might throw some people off in a way, but it mm-hmm. comes together, especially in the end um, and deals with the fact that especially it, the biggest people who are making this movie are old. Um, yeah. and, and so, yeah. And yeah. And once that hits you, you're like, all right, wow, this is really is something special. Uh, so Yeah. Cool. The Irishman was awesome. It's definitely one of the, my. It's probably in the top. It's in the top four of uh, movies that I've seen in 2019. 2019, dang. But yeah, I've uh, I've heard lots of good things, but it'll be interesting once it comes on Netflix to hear what I guess the general audience has to say because right, pretty much everyone who's seen it already are big film fans or critics, um, and they are all loving it so far. But yeah, it will be interesting. I think there is only what I could find. There's only one showing around me um, mm. starting this week. Maybe very far away. 
Yeah, possibly. and it's, it's yeah. kind of in the city. I don't know if I'll be able to make it there. So I'm I'm kind of debating whether or not to, um, you know, I guess do some research to see where it is, or just wait until it's on Netflix. Right. Um, I mean, mine happen to live like I live. I live like a two three minute walk from yeah. <laughs> where it was playing, so I won't give myself that much effort or credit for seeing it it was pretty easy oh I'm, yeah i'm very i'm very thankful for how i get every movie so convenient <laughs> to me god yeah if i could walk i would i would definitely be there in a heartbeat oh yeah, yeah. dude like the closest <laughs> the closest walk <laughs> it was but nothing. being a being a three and a half hour movie i almost don't mind if i have to end up just watching it on netflix yeah um, i get that <laughs> Because I could take Dude, a little intermission halfway through. I had through. to go to the bathroom twice. Oh, God, yeah. And, See, that's... And I had to walk through, like, three, like, old women, like, at each time <laughs> to, like, get past them. I always, that's one of my biggest, um, I guess, paranoias is having to go to the bathroom during a movie at the theater. Yeah, yeah. I always, I I always get seats on the end because of that. Same. Yeah. Um, so that that would definitely happen to me too, and then yeah. I'd be thinking like, okay, well now I have to rewatch it on Netflix in a few weeks to see whatever I missed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I like to hydrate. <laughs> I like fluids. It's good so to hydrate. Yes. I'm always peeing at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll happen. Yeah. It's an Especially at a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. So um, That's the good, Irishman though. was fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to hear what uh your thoughts on it. Um, and so I also rewatched an, an American in Paris, mm. uh, little director, director of the pod, I guess I, we can go as far as saying that. <laughs> yeah. Pod We've director. Done a lot of Manelli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, he owes us that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, I rewatched an American in Paris, which is, you know, obviously so phenomenal. And I also watched another Manelli, uh, called Brigadoon, Brigadoon Kelly, Brigadoon. Yeah, it's about <laughs> like this secret like world of, of a bunch of like Scottish or Irish people that like dance and have no worries and sing and have fun. And Gene <laughs> Kelly stumbles upon that world and finds the love of his life, and he doesn't love his uh, reality life as much as her, basically. And wow. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one, but <laughs> it was <laughs> it was not like it's definitely uh the worst Manelli I've seen yet, but it, it's still got a lot of good musical moments with Gene Kelly, and there's a lot of you know it brings a smile to your face at some points. Yeah, uh, but those yeah. always do. Mm-hmm. But Brigadoon, yeah, uh, to American in Paris, it's it's uh not even close. <sighs> yeah, with the uh, the new criterion collection of the all the mgm musicals i've got to right. rewatch that yeah so many and i haven't even uh crested the surface yeah i did watch on the town from that mm. a, a couple weeks ago and that yeah, was great great yeah that was really good and then on uh, the town <laughs> new the york new york is one of the we're here. yeah like <laughs> on the shore <laughs> yeah and uh yeah that's uh God, there's so many on my list now from that that I got to watch. Same. And I have them I think... all. I have all the Judy Garlands. I have all yes, the Fred Astaire's, yeah. all the Gene Kellys. I think they leave the Criterion channel at the end of the month, too. Dude, I think they do. Sucks. I so really now, think they do. This next, like, 10 days, I got to cram fucked. them all in. <laughs> yeah. 
we're all fucked. That's all. That's all we'll be watching up until. Uh, Honestly, I think I'm going to really try. Yeah. To catch up because I haven't. I've done well on Criterion this month, but there's just so many um, that I have on my list that it means yeah. nothing. You know, it means nothing mm-hmm. how much I've watched. Yeah. Yeah, there's too much to watch. So recently, F. So after the Irishman couple weeks later last weekend to be exact i saw marriage story the noah bomback flick which is another wide netflix release uh with uh scarlett johansson and adam driver uh, i think this is uh i could say this is almost a this is a mainstream movie <laughs> because of that <laughs> because of those two people in in the movie um and so, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Noah Baumbach. I've seen almost all of his movies. And um, I thought, and I, I'm already as into them as I thought I could be. And yet I saw Marriage Story and I was just blown away. I couldn't believe how good this movie was in every way, just how relatable it is and how emotional it is and how funny it is at the same time. Um, just a movie that like anyone could really relate to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and my fit, and then now it's my favorite movie of the year for sure. Wow! In the recent episodes, you've had a lot of changes to your favorite movie of the year. Yeah, almost like. every episode, I'd say. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, you've got a good streak going, and I, I right. feel like Adam Driver also has a good streak going. He's in like yeah. ten movies yeah. this year. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean Adam Driver, I'm like used to uh, seeing him in something mm-hmm. like this, you know, just like something pure and really um, rich. And, but Scarlett Johansson, this was more, um, it was very just refreshing to see her in a role like this after being in all those Avengers movies as yeah. mm-hmm. eye candy and giving bad one-liners. Yep. Um, this is like she, I feel like since earlier in her career, she hasn't done as much stuff like this. But yeah, she is so great in this too, and gives a really surprising performance, and just reminds everyone how talented she really is and why she's at the level she's at. Awesome, yeah. Also, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern. Oh, in Laura it. Dern. She's great in it. Uh, Ray Liotta is also great in it. Yeah. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Dang! Wow. Yeah, great, it, uh, great family flick. Cool. Yeah, and then yeah, and I I was saying this before too, but I uh, I definitely need to binge some Noah Baumbach before Marriage Story comes out on Netflix because uh, yeah, I've neglected him too long. But yeah, uh, yeah I have seen Francis Ha, and that's great. Um, I actually did. I rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox recently, and I didn't realize that yeah, was the Noah Baumbach script. Yeah, script by him and Wes Anderson. So, uh, yeah, uh, nice marriage story. That's probably one that's going to get a lot of awards buzz too. With Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, the Johansson. movie uh, Mistress America, the Noah Baumbach movie, is oh. a Thanksgiving movie in a way. If you want to watch that on Thanksgiving, boom! There we go. Yeah, I now have Thanksgiving plans <laughs> since I won't be seeing family. <laughs> yeah, and Marilyn Stories is like one of my favorites actually now, so I recommend that. That's a good family movie. Awesome, cool, yeah. Marriage Story, now your favorite movie of 2019 so yes, far. Yes, 
for sure. Um, and uh, nothing else to report on, really, John. Those are my. <laughs> that's my what I've seen lately. All right, back to you in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, two uh, two two great ones there that I'm jealous of that you got in scenes to see so early. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll also go over some 2019 movies that I've seen. Um, first I rewatched the, the departed, <laughs> the departed, um, to get ready for the Irishman, which I will unfortunately probably have to wait to see until it's on Netflix. But, um, yeah, yeah. The disappointing thing about the departed was that I've taken for granted how, how high of quality Blu-rays and streaming services are um, after using my my departed DVD, and it was it was grainy. It was like I was watching. Not a, it's a good name for a <laughs> shitty DVD. My departed DVD. Uh, my dearly departed DVD of the departed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like I was watching uh, you know a, a movie on cable in like 2002. Yeah, like um, quality when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, and I'm realizing that. it's it's been a while since I've watched my Departed DVD. So I, now I'll either have to upgrade or hope that it comes streaming somewhere else in case I want to rewatch it again soon. Um, but yeah, obviously the, the Departed is still an amazing movie, uh, top five Scorsese for me. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. just got me more excited in, uh, for the, the Irishman. Departed is incredible. Oh yes. Like how it's, it's all uh, strung together. Mm-hmm. Like movies are rarely that just like constantly packed and entertaining. Exactly. It just it just keeps on moving, which uh, it's another one that's that's quite long from Scorsese, but it doesn't doesn't feel like it. Yeah, at all. for your attention span, mm-hmm. it's just like oh, uh, it's like no work at all. It's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's just like everything's at you, and you're just like, you know. <laughs> And another great cast too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really loved Mark Wahlberg in that. <laughs> yeah. and I would love, to, I would love yeah. to see Mark Wahlberg go back to some more roles uh, like that. I guess um, rather than something like Ted or uh, or Daddy's Home. But uh, yeah, The Departed. Another one I saw is that I'm getting ready for uh, Ryan Johnson's new movie, Knives Out, which uh, I'm going to be seeing early screening of this weekend uh so i saw his movie brick uh from i think the early 2000s 2005 maybe um starring joseph gordon levitt uh it was a solid uh um i guess homage to uh to past noirs with a, a modern day high school setting um but yeah it was a it was a good one and i uh i'm excited to a high school noir sounds interesting it's intriguing <laughs> It's with, weird. Part of Joseph it, Gordon-Levitt and Ryan Johnson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, intrigued. Yeah, I definitely. I'm interested in uh, in anything that those guys have to do. But it it was slightly weird with some of the themes that it dealt with, uh, and this being high schoolers, um, because uh, really the whole premise, I mean, could could be taken out of uh, a noir from you know the 40s, but uh, with adults playing mm-hmm. characters but this was sort of taken that and made it to uh to high schoolers who were um some were a lot smarter than uh than i was in high school um uh, but uh 
it was an enjoyable one. Yeah, it's a bit of a slow burn. Um, it, it it did, I don't know. It didn't always have my attention at times, but I'd say it's it's still it's still a solid watch worth worth seeing, uh, and a lot of people like it too. So um, that's just my two cents. Um, but uh, yeah, another one that I that I need to see if his. Uh, of course, I like Looper and The Last Jedi, but uh, is the Brothers Bloom, which I think is Adrian hmm. Brody and uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be another solid Ryan Johnson one, one of his other feature films. So, um, yeah. One I Those still really the, need uh... to see from this year is on your list. Um, it's one of your favorites of the year, and I've just been meaning to see it. It's uh, Oh, yeah, what's that? Under the Silver Lake. Oh, it's yes. one like I, I i don't know i don't know if i'll ever get to it it just seems like i never will but i'm always like whenever i oh, see it I'm like, oh it's under the silver lake yes and i, I just need to watch it i i really love under the silver lake and that and i'm so glad you said that because now i'm reminded that i need to rewatch it i've been wanting to rewatch it too yeah but uh yeah that was one i just been curious about because i'd heard weird things about it how like the distribution of it was so strange about how it was supposed to come out in 2017 and mm. got pushed back. It wasn't in festivals until 2018, but then didn't actually have a full release date until 2019 by a 24. Um, wow. But yeah, that was one I, I just had a curiosity. I watched on a whim and it was just sort of just something to watch. I wasn't expecting it to be so like wrapped up in it. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, I loved it. It was, a, it's a weird one and it's, um, I can see why people don't like it, and then I can see, on the other hand, why people loved it. Um, and it's one that I, I just watched a bunch of videos and read a bunch of Reddit threads about other people who watched it right after, too. Yeah, um, I mean, what's cool about yeah. it, and from what it sounds like, and um, most of the best movies of this year is like they're just you must like watch them again, you know, to yeah. like to really like get them fully. Like I felt, I feel totally. that way about. Uh, parasite i feel that way about the irishman uh i feel that way about the lighthouse don't necessarily about marriage story but i think that you can like get more out of it still from rewatching i don't but i think Mm -hmm. that it's very marriage story was different and how it was very accessible on a first watch um Mm -hmm. but ad astra also very like you really should rewatch (laughs) it i need to rewatch ad astra for sure at least Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah, yeah, a lot of great movies so they coming all have out this that year. In very yeah, very yeah. challenging movies. And there are those good ones like Marriage Story that uh, yeah, I, I assume I'll enjoy it, but then I won't need to really see it again. Yeah, like Book Smart, Beach Bum, uh, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm already I'm already dying to see Parasite again too. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think <laughs> it's coming out on streaming with yeah. all the others eventually. Yeah, and it's only I only saw it you know a few weeks ago, and I'm already, you know, I'm just really dying to see that one again um, under the Silver Lake too. Um, yeah, 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 2019 under the Silver Lake. (laughs) Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's streaming there, I believe. Is it? I recommend it. Or Canopy, Uh, I believe it's on Canopy too. If you have a library card. All right. Um, Yeah, Uh, and then some other 2019 ones I've seen. the lighthouse which obviously you have also seen um yeah. and it also made my list uh for 2019 one of my favorite movies 
Um, and that's one that I, I also I want to rewatch because mainly because of the state I was in when I saw it after having uh, surgery. But uh, it's yeah, it, it's another one that I couldn't stop thinking about and needed to just go and watch YouTube videos about it too. Um, after I, I can always tell when I like am hooked by a movie is when right after it, I just start looking up more stuff about it and uh, mm. um, whether it's on Reddit or YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, both great nits and hopefully be nominated for something coming up. Um, and then another one I really liked was Dolomite is my name. The uh, new Eddie Murphy Netflix movie about Rudy Ray Moore and the making of uh, the movie Dolomite, the black exploitation film. Uh, and Dolomite is my name was great too. Uh, at least I loved it. Um, and everyone, everyone is so great in it. Eddie Murphy is not doing a just phoning it in in a shitty movie for once. Um, nice, and, that's good to uh, hear. Yeah, I guess for once in the past like 10, 15 years. Um, yeah, Craig Robinson, Mike Caps. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big fan They're of Craig Brewer. Uh, he's made a couple movies mm-hmm. that I really like, like Black Snake Moan and um, Hustle mm-hmm. and Flow, two very like music focused movies. Uh, so yeah, like Dolomite is is my Dolomite is my name is um, <laughs> high on the list on the watch list for me. Yeah. Like outside the Criterion it's- Channel, it's like the top streaming thing I want to watch movie wise. Nice. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would recommend it. And I, I definitely had a feel um, to a movie like Hustle and Flow. Like it felt like, um, well, obviously it's very musical too. There's a lot of great music in it. Uh, and uh, it, it was on the making of uh, the movie Dolomite, but it also it felt like the making of, of just an album too because there's so much that went into uh, the creation of that movie. Um and uh, uh yeah i don't it's just it's such a it's a very easy watch right from the the first scene i was like okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy this mm. uh, i know that cool so, um, yeah i gotta watch yeah. it uh yeah and then the other highly acclaimed movie that i saw this uh that came out in 2019 was pokemon detective pikachu and <laughs> and uh it was it was great for what it was uh, i did enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> um and then it's and it's weird because i just talked about this but i uh i i love the way it looked it was uh like the the city actually looks really cool i loved pokemon growing up so it was it was definitely it would have been one of my favorite movies um had i been 10 and seeing this um but it's yeah it's still I, it was enjoyable i wasn't like oh god this is so just like dumb and stupid it was like oh this is kind of cheesy and yeah uh, at points and uh and predictable but uh you know it's not made for for someone like me at least i don't think um but uh yeah still still a fun movie i would recommend it to anyone who has kids or who uh who likes pokemon i guess um so yeah that, that, that that's pretty much it that wraps up my report of, <laughs> of what i've seen uh lately all but, right uh, yeah back to back to me then Back to you, Luke. <laughs> so we got a couple other movies we watched that we didn't mention. Oh, oh so <laughs> from the Martin Scorsese Criterion Collection, um, 
World Cinema. Uh, we will be watching a Taiwanese film, Taipei Story, and a Cuban film, Memories of Underdevelopment. Well, we'll be talking about those movies we watched. Yes, uh, we have seen them. We too. have seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and we encourage you to do the same. And then either listen to this, the rest of this, or watch them after. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a quick break. Yeah, we'll be back. Before we go on this journey to Cuba and Taiwan. Yes, so get your your passports ready. Get your passports ready. Pack your bags. Uh, we're going on a trip. So stay right there. Don't turn that dial. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I just flew in from the States and boy, are my arms tired. Boy, am I exhausted. I can never sleep <laughs> yeah. on a plane. Oh, man. What a what a flight to Taiwan. We Those just, uh... airline seats. Oh, yeah. And the, the little peanuts they give you. Uh, I think the, I yeah, need to... Yeah, the guy to... in front of me reclined his seat, too. Oh, man. I know, th- I know that. I think we need to unwind and uh, see a movie. Yeah, let's, let's see a movie now that we're in Taipei, the capital of Taiwan. I wonder if there's any good movies about this place. Yeah, I could use a good story about this place we just landed in. Which? Oh, how about the 1985 movie directed by Edward Yang called Taipei Story? That sounds exactly like what we're looking for. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Luke, what did you think of Taipei Story? <laughs> now that we've watched it. Now that we've watched the three second long vid- movie yeah uh... <laughs> actually before before we hear what you thought about it let's read the uh the plot from wikipedia so a young woman urgently seeks to navigate the maze of contemporary taipei and find a future she hopes that her boyfriend lung <laughs> is the key to the future but lung is stuck in the past that combines baseball and traditional loyalty that leads him to squander his nest egg, bailing her father out of financial trouble. All right. So, That's Luke, what, what did you think of Taipei's story? Yes. Um, I I really like that uh, description of the plot because that's very much what you uh, what you see here. This is very much like a... It's like a du- dual character study, I felt like, um, mm-hmm. with uh, the husband and the wife. Um where she's kind of feeling the need to be mo- more independent and on her own. And, uh, she, and he's kind of like stuck in, stuck in the past and, um, not kind of adapting to the times. And it's kind of like heartbreaking for him and kind of, uh, confusing for her. Um, yeah, I thought both movies we watched had very great, just like very great character studies of people just like adjusting to the times and their current, uh, currently where wherever they live and just us and their the culture always has a lot to do with that and their character choices yeah yeah for sure two people together with very different mindsets right on the world and what their i guess goals are for the for the future um yeah yeah i definitely agree both both films had uh there were great character studies and um um, all of all of very different people, 
And this is definitely the first uh, Taiwanese movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I think same um, here. So it's interesting. I, I was reading, I believe it's one of the first, um, there's sort of a, a wave of um, Taiwanese movies in the 80s maybe that came about. And this is one of the first uh, first of them. Uh, and since then, it's been it's pretty pretty well acclaimed uh, in Taiwan and um, a popular movie there, as uh, as you can imagine. But uh, um, yeah, one of the first things that um, before I really got into the whole story and everything was right from the get go the cinematography um, mm-hmm. of it all. I thought was uh, was yeah. really great. Yeah, some great city uh, landscape cool. shots and mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of beautiful shots. Yeah, and it left you, I guess it feeling a little bit um i don't know isolated or um yeah as like an outsider as almost um the the woman character in this um sort of felt um right definitely she was really unsure about her place in the world so to speak yeah yeah and long long it kind at the end long at the end he kind of (laughs) uh he's kind of lost very much lost even more so and that's mm-hmm. where, yeah, that's where it really, the dynamic really hits home and hits you. Um, and so then, yeah, in a way, he doesn't know where he belongs then, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I re- actually, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I felt same. it was, uh, um, it's timeless in the sense that it's, uh, I feel like everyone can relate to both characters a little bit uh, in certain ways. Um Wait, you know whether it's not sure. Well, I guess trying to find your identity or trying to find your place, um, which is very mm-hmm. common yeah. in uh, in young people, and uh, and then also I guess being a little bit too too tied to the past or who you are in the past, mm-hmm. or being afraid of change. Um, yeah, and I thought it was really conveyed well between these two, and um. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I really I really enjoyed it, and um, I love the I guess the themes of i of identity too. Yeah, just just not really knowing who you are, whether whether you're looking towards the future and it's just looking murky, or you're you're unsure, or whether you're looking uh, looking in the past. But uh, um, another thing I noticed is that a lot of the it reminded me of Taxi Driver a lot too mm. just with all the shots of taipei um sort of in a transition between uh between scenes between um uh i guess segments of the story um I, I, yeah i guess that sort of montage always reminds me of mm. taxi driver i didn't yeah bit. i didn't think about but, that but in one of these movies we watched there was a there was a shot of like a it might it was it might have been memories of underdevelopment but there was a shot of a gr- a trio having drinks at a restaurant, and it looked so much like out of Goodfellas. I don't remember if it was this movie or Memories of Underdevelopment, but it was one where I was like straight up saw a Scorsese lift, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's interesting because I was kind of looking for that, I guess, because this is the world cinema projects or whatever which what is it is it curated by yeah scorsese yeah okay yeah because i could i felt like i could see whether it's inspirations or like um like touches of scorsese yeah. in some of these uh some of these movies um 
and yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, it was a really good one. I, I guess I don't know what else what else to say about it, but um, I thought I just thought that the characters were really portrayed well, and it's something that really, no matter the time or your, I guess where you are in life, that parts of either one of the characters can definitely be uh, be relatable. Um, yeah, whereas, definitely. Yeah, very fulfilling watch. Like it wasn't, and it, it felt mm-hmm. like it almost felt like going back to film school, but at the same time, it was just so good and fulfilling. And I learned, I got so much out of it that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it, it was like because you, when you watch something called Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project, you <laughs> you almost think like. All right, here we go. We're getting real filmy here, and you you oh, watch yeah. them all, and sometimes you think there's a chance. Both of these, I thought, I'm like, hmm, there's a chance I could get bored. We'll see. And I, mm-hmm. I really just, I was um just kind of enthralled by how great they looked and how well acted they were and how um uniquely constructed they were to tell their story. And yeah, this one, this this is one of the more unique uh, films I've seen in a while. That's for sure. Type A story. Yeah, I was also worried about becoming uh, becoming bored, but I yeah I didn't. I, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed both these, both uh, both very I guess historical too. Mm-hmm. Um, one more so than the other, but uh, still you know it got me to looking into more of uh, I guess history of uh, of, of Taipei and Taiwan and just uh, you know there's a lot of talk about them you know moving to the states. Um, to try and, I guess, um, revamp their life in a way. Um, and uh, with um, one, uh, I think, uh, Lung. Yeah, him, him just coming back from the States and uh, yeah. talking about his past baseball days and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, so um, was, yeah. That, obs- that, like, obsession was really interesting, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then I guess should we... Uh, should we head over on over to Cuba? Oh shit! All right, <laughs> packing our bags again. It's gonna be a long flight. Yeah, see, we're yeah, yeah we're we're traveling hard today. Now we'll we'll head over to Cuba, <laughs> and uh, and talk about memories of underdevelopment. Yes, nineteen sixty-eight. The, the polarizing title. Yes, polarizing title. A, a title that will make you squirm. Yes. <laughs> Don't don't leave behind your memories of underdevelopment. Of course, yes. It's a very it, it is a very cynical movie yeah. uh, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> but memories of underdevelopment. Oh, here, let's read the uh, the, the plot. Um, it's a Cuban film, like Taipei Story, my first Taiwanese film. I believe this is my first Cuban film. Um, the Cuban man cycles through his repressed opinions and memories as the threat of foreign invasion intensifies and the rest of his family retreats to Miami. The first of many Cuban films. Yes, of course. Oh, one day I will have seen about 150 Cuban films. Which may have been all of them. Not sure how many Cuban films there are. Um, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. Memories of underdevelopment is uh, it um, interesting watching these back to back because 
they uh, they feel similar. The characters, yeah, um, have sort of similar uh, troubles that they're going through. Yeah, um, sort of feeling like they're not meant to be where they are. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess what were your what were your uh, initial thoughts on it? Well, I watched a supplement, one of those observations on film of on film art on the Criterion Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called subjectivity in memories of underdevelopment. And so I don't want to take, I don't want to take this video, you know, as, as sole credit on how I understand the movie, but I really did get a lot. <laughs> I really did get a lot out of it. Um, in just, just understanding the movie as a whole and everything that's going on with Sergio, our main character and how, um, what all the images meant, what all the, editing meant um just to how sergio showing us how sergio views the world and how he's kind of conf- or just like his home which what he used to view his home at least um and how he's kind of confused and by it and doesn't fit in as much by it um yeah the, i think this like idea is shown a lot when he's like go- he goes after woman after woman and yeah. he kind of gets me tooed like multiple times. Totally, yeah. You know, he, he keeps getting me tooed, <laughs> and because uh, he's being like a womanizing, womanizing asshole, and this like new Cuba is just like we're not having it. And he's like, "What happened? You know, people <laughs> need to be like they are in America." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely we see this through his eyes. Pretty much, he's like our tour guide. Yes. throughout uh throughout cuba for it but uh yeah yeah and we just see him uh and he's he narrates a lot of it just basically blatantly saying mm-hmm. how out of touch he feels with with yeah. the rest of the country and... there, you know in like that opening where he's at the airport it shows him say goodbye to his family mm-hmm. and then um following he it shows everyone kind of look on as the airplane leaves and he's like he's kind of like not with those people, you know, he's kind of like a part, you know, I thought that really like set, it was a really good, like set, set off for the movie. Yeah, that was, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Cause he, uh, yeah, he's, he's basically this guy who during all this, it was during the, it's right after the invasion of the Bay of Pigs and, um, Cuban missile crisis, Cuban revolution all going on. And he's, um, just feeling like this outsider with all this social change going on that he doesn't really feel a part of. Yeah, society is really going in a different direction than him. And yeah, there's uh, like revolutionaries, yeah. and then there's him. Mm-hmm. And it's also due due to how he kind of made a living, a good living there. You know, he's kind of like a well off guy. Yeah, which I think yeah, he's is, done really well. Uh, I think past. it's really. I think it's really. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a uh, great character study and also historically uh, important, I guess, to see a perspective of someone uh, in Cuba during you know the Cuban Missile Crisis because we always, in the U.S., we always just see sort of one side of it. And even then, it's still a little wishy-washy as to what, I guess, the time period was really like um, yeah. if you didn't live through it. So, um yeah, definitely uh, an important one for the uh, the World Cinema Project. Yes, it was yes. a film. It was a filmy film. Filmy film, you yeah. Know? It was a very quite a. It was just a film. <laughs> <laughs> and both of these films uh, looked really great. 
And uh, yeah, along with that, they weren't they weren't really really boring. They um, yeah, they caught my attention. I, yeah, for, I thought in they many were ways. like uniquely crafted, um, yes. which made them even more um, kind of just engrossing. In that mm-hmm. you were just like it's kind of it was like a language, different language of uh, of filmmaking, where you're like kind of like oh, this is you know different than i'm used to this is not you know what i'm used to mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah it was uh, it was a nice um i guess fresh they were nice fresh films that i didn't really know what to expect from and i uh, ended up really uh, enjoying both of them uh yeah and uh yeah would recommend them if you're uh in any way interested in uh and i guess foreign foreign film or even just foreign affairs foreign Foreign people affairs. <laughs> in uh, foreigners. Uh, if you're foreigners. interested in foreigners, if you're into foreigners. Um, yeah, it's just it's interesting seeing these different perspectives on people who um, are are wanting to, I guess, come to the U.S. who are who are tired of their mundane lives where they feel like outsiders in their home countries, um, and just seeing you know I guess what what is just kind of driving people to look toward a new life in America during the, the 20th century. So, uh, nice. Yeah. Couldn't have yeah. said it better myself. So there we go. Those are, uh, that's, that's the, our, our little spiel on those. Uh, yeah. And we'll be coming to you next week with some more, um, I guess films deemed important by Scorsese. Yes. It's <laughs> um, exactly what these were. Yes. And uh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's going to be an exciting uh, end to the year with uh, the end of the decade. And mm-hmm. yeah, a lot to yeah. talk about there. That's where it'll get really intense. Yes. Well, this is really, intense. in a way, this is just the preseason. Oh, yeah. We're just getting started. Yeah. And then in January is going to be huge with our top 10 of 2019 lists. And then mm-hmm. the, yeah, award season comes up right after that. So, oh, yeah. Yes. So strap in again. We're gonna be. Uh, we're not gonna be going on some international trips as much, but um, we'll make some trips around the country for Except sure. To so. Hollywood. Yeah, to Hollywood, baby. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the podcast for this week. And a reminder: rate and review on iTunes. Yes. Follow on Facebook and Instagram uh, if you have them, and of course. Write in with anything if you to listen of all the to pods us in at the shower or in your car. Give us a like, yes, so that more people can hear all our uh, our brilliant words about yes. world cinema and memories it, of underdevelopment. Yes, we need the world to hear about our thoughts and memories of underdevelopment, and we can with your help. <laughs> so forget listening to all these politicians and how they, you know. They need your help to, to make the world a better place. Just listen to us. Give to the podcast, and and soon we'll be able to. Uh, by giving to the podcast, I'll be able to go see The Irishman uh, in a theater that's too far away from me, and it'll make it worth it. So yeah, so go do that. Yeah, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish.